0: Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Jim joining us uh, from the Twin Cities today. His column uh, today at uh, Minneapolis Star Tribune talks about quasi Adolfa Mensa, not quite a year and a half, uh, or season and a half, I should say. I don't know about the actual time, because, of course, he came in in the off season the previous year. Uh, and you kind of critiqued his performance so far as GM of the Vikings. Uh, tell us what you wrote about.
1: Yeah, I just... Uh... You look at they've won two games this year, one because of Harrison Smith and Daniel Hunter, another because of Harrison Smith, uh, Daniel Hunter and Jordan Hicks and D.J. Wanham. Um, and, you know, I guess we can, we can give this regime credit for bringing in Jordan Hicks. He's been a good player for them. In general, most of the games they've won the last two years have been because of people who were here before Kwezi. Mm-hmm. This 2022 draft, I try to give it the benefit of the doubt for an um, amount of time. It's bad. Lewisine was a healthy scratch this weekend. Uh, They're just not getting much value out of that draft. Jordan Addison looks like a good player, but not you know. But but we don't know how good a player. Uh, the second draft will be better than the first draft, but we don't know how impactful it'll be. Now Marcus Davenport, who had a history of injuries when they signed him to a thirteen million dollar contract, now he's going to miss four or five weeks uh, with a high ankle sprain after missing the first three weeks because of other various injuries. A lot of things, and the interior offensive line has not been fixed. Um, they haven't upgraded at safety. They haven't upgraded at cornerback. Maybe a Caleb Evans, I should give him credit for that. He looks like he's going to be a good player. Uh, it just looks like they haven't really fixed the, Even despite the 13 wins last year, they still have kind of the same problems they had two years ago.
0: Yeah, and, you know, last year's draft we've talked about more because now this is second year. Some of these guys should be performing. And, and the biggest whiff seems to be uh, Lewis Seen. What do you think he saw? Uh, you mentioned that he traded down and there was a safety that went ahead of him. That's becoming a a, a Pro Bowl safety. And clearly Seen can't even get on the field. What do you what do you suppose it was that he saw in him uh, that he felt like he could trade down, still take him, and, and get a good player?
1: I think... Adolfo Men probably made a lot of mistakes going through his first draft. Mm. I think, number one, he was trying too hard to be different. Uh, and let's not, you know, I'm, I know Derek Falvey very well. He's friends with Quazi, And one thing Derek always says is, hey, how are we going to beat other people if we do the same things as other people? You have to do something different or better or think outside the box. And that's a good jumping off point, but you also have to stay within the realms of... of common sense and probabilities right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i think Quezzy really wanted to make an impression by doing things completely different in the first draft so he's willing to trade down he was willing to trade away from obviously talented players he was willing to take a flyer on a less talented safety than he could have gotten higher and he was willing to trade within the division Mm -hmm. now we look at it and go maybe none of those things were good ideas yeah um you know uh (laughs) You know he he passed on Kyle Hamilton. Hamilton looks like he's going to be a star. Mm-hmm. Could have paired with uh, uh, Harrison Smith and given him great safety play, and then eventually replaced Harrison Smith. Um, he could have gotten Jameson Williams. Jameson Williams has had injury problems, suspension problems, but he is a talent. And when he's on the field, he can he can score from 50 yards out. Um, and this team right now lacks deep threats. And he. I think he overrated Lewis Seen because Lewis Seen was part of a great defense. Mm-hmm. My concern when they draft again, I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt, but my concern when they drafted Seen was not particularly big, not particularly fast, prided himself on being a big hitter, but at his size, was he really going to be an enforcer against NFL receivers, many of whom are bigger and stronger than he was? Mm-hmm. It felt like a miss, and I think it was a miss.
0: Yeah. It certainly seems like it uh, at this point. This year, Jordan Addison, you could say he scored on that one, but beyond Addison, we haven't seen much out of the rookie class for this year either.
1: That's exactly right. And Addison, I think, is a good player, and I think he will develop into a a really good player. But, you know, we don't know if using your first-round pick uh, when you're coming off a terrible defensive year on a receiver was necessarily the right move. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we know that I think O'Connell really pushed for it. He felt like he really needed receiver depth to run his offense the way he wanted, and obviously they were Plitt counting on Brian Flores kind of patching holes in the defense. And frankly, the defense is better this year, and the two games they've won, they won on the strength of their defense. Uh, so that's not an unreasonable way to look at it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Addison Addison will have to play really well to justify being a first-round pick.
0: Yeah. Now, I, I don't subscribe to pro football focus because first of all, it's kind of expensive, uh, each year to, to have that, uh, uh, you know, at your disposal, but I do look at it when it's mentioned by others. I think they have a partnership with NBC and, uh, in your paper today, uh, uh, the Randball Callum mentions the Vikings actually have a highly rated offensive line. So what do you make of that pro football focus missing the mark here? Or are the Vikings offensive linemen maybe better than we thought?
1: I think all pro football focus grades need to be taken with a grain of salt, mm-hmm. um, you know, I know enough NFL coaches and have known enough NFL coaches through the years that uh, it's hard to grade when you don't know exactly what a player's assignment was. Mm. And it's h- really, and the hardest position to grade outside, when you're outside the building, Mike Tice used to tell me this all the time because I used to have to do report cards on the Vikings roster. And he'd come in and say, Sue in, you blew it. It wasn't the left tackle's job. It was the guard's job. And, and so, you know, I learned through the years, don't. You know, it's one reason I never write it. I hardly ever write about the offensive line. It's hard to be right on the offensive line, yeah. unless you're sitting in the coach's room. Um, and so, I do think this off this offensive line is a good run blocking unit. Hmm. Both tackles are good run blockers. Ezra Cleveland's a good run blocker. Ed uh, Ingram's uh, strength is as a run blocker. Bradbury is a probably below average offensive lineman. Ingram is a below average pass blocker. Cleveland's weakness is pass-blocking. So as a unit, I would say they're a good run-blocking unit, a poor pass-blocking unit, um, and the trouble with grading them is, you know, if you get beat by a stunt or a blitz and the running back misses a blitz pickup, you're going to blame the offensive line. Uh, Sometimes it's the offensive line's fault because they didn't slide in the right direction. It's just really hard to evaluate from outside the building.
0: Yeah, sure is. What do you make, though, of quarterbacks that can help their offensive line, even if they're not you know, mobile QBs like a Fields or something, like a, a Tom Brady who can slip and slide in the pocket? That doesn't really seem to be a strength of Cousins.
1: No. Uh, he is a very accurate passer. Um, he understands the offense well, so he makes pre, pre, pre-snap calls well. He just isn't nimble. Uh, he's just not an athlete. He doesn't move his feet particularly well, and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't run all that well when the defense presents that. Uh, so I've seen games in person and on TV where Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, the greats of the game, had terrible offensive line play in front of them, and they found a way. Mm-hmm. They slipped the first rusher. They got rid of the ball. They avoided bad plays. Uh, they just found a way to make it better. Peyton Manning once brought a Colts team in to play a good Vikings defense in the Metro. And it was might have been the worst offensive line play I've ever seen in my life. And Manning won the game. Hmm. He just found a way uh, again, getting it off, getting the ball off before the rush to get there, slipping the first guy with good footwork, setting up your blockers by moving just right in the pocket, uh, hitting the first available receiver. Uh, you know, just it, it's it kind of a form of genius. And Kirk Cousins is a real, is a good quarterback. He's not a genius.
0: Yeah, Marcus Davenport to hurt anything on him. How long might he be out?
1: I think four or five weeks, I think it's a high ankle sprain, and it's a player who doesn't seem to recover from injuries very quickly. Yeah. Uh,
0: Thad Levine, is he really leaving for the Boston Red Sox?
1: Could be. Um, he you know He's had other opportunities. He really loves it here. He loves working with Falvey. He loves the market. He loves the organization. He's a really good guy. Um, I think he was waiting for just the right call. And taking over the Red Sox when they stink, and you have all those resources, and you still have good players, might just be his calling, um, I hate to see him go because I like him a lot, but mm-hmm. this might be just a great gig
0: what 's the biggest off season uh, uh, thing that the twins need to do this year
1: you know they 're in pretty good shape they 're mm-hmm. in really good shape mm-hmm. uh, i think there are I think they 're going to bring Polanco back. Mm-hmm. I think they 're going to bring Kepler back if they do those things there aren 't many holes in the lineup, so I, I would I, in a random order hear the priorities. Mm-hmm. Getting Buxton back to being a center fielder. If you can get him to play 80 games in center and 60 games at DH, he's going to hit 30-plus home runs, and your lineup's going to be really hard to pitch to. Mm -hmm. Um, Number one priority. Number two priority. If you lose Sonny Gray, as expected, finding a good fifth member of the rotation to go with um, Lopez, Ryan, Ober, Paddock, and then whoever else. Mm -hmm. Uh, Priority three talking Louis Verland and and Varland into accepting being a dominant reliever instead of being a pretty good starter. If they have Duran, Varland, Jax, Alcala, um, Thielbar, uh, Brock Stewart, they could have one of the three best bullpens in baseball and they could just blow people away for the last three, four innings of every game. Um, After that, making sure that that you don't overrate this lineup. Kepler did not swing the bat well in the postseason. Wallner did not swing the bat well in the postseason. Um, we don't know what if Larnick's really a major league player. Um, you know, we don't know if Kirilov is going to stay healthy and be a productive major league player. You have a lot of left-handed bats you're counting on that you don't know if you can count on. Maybe you make a trade for a sure-thing veteran hitter who bolsters the middle of the lineup.
0: Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports of Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.